Timothy Atuba was een mysterie in Amsterdam. In de zomer van 2009 kwam hij naar Ajax met 40 interlands voor Cameroen op zak. Plus ervaring in de Champions League, Premier League en Bundesliga. Atuba was 27 jaar en zat in principe in de fysieke piek van zijn carrière. Hij kreeg een goed contract bij Ajax, dikke miljoen euro per seizoen. Hij moest de nieuwe linksback van de club worden onder de nieuwe hoofdtrainer Martin Jol. Maar eenmaal op het veld ging het helemaal mis. Atuba speelde drie matige wedstrijden, raakte geblesseerd aan een knie en verdween uit beeld. Zijn vrouw ging zelfs nog op bedevaart naar Lourdes en haalde daar heilig water in de hoop dat dat verbetering zou brengen voor Atuba bij Ajax. Maar dat gebeurde niet. Na twee jaar in Amsterdam was Atuba's bankrekening flink gegroeid, maar Ajax had weinig aan hem gehad. Tijdens een verkiezing onder Ajax-supporters werd hij in 2013 verkozen tot slechtste Ajax-seed aller tijden omdat hij tijdens en na zijn tijd bij Ajax geen grote interviews gaf, is er weinig over hem bekend. Ik heb me altijd afgevraagd wat zijn verhaal is, wat er precies misging met hem bij Ajax en wat er daarna met hem is gebeurd. Dus ik zoek contact met Timothy Atuba. Mijn naam is Sam van Raalte en welkom in de wereld van Five Sports. Via via achterhaal ik wie de laatste zaakwaarnemer van Timothy Atuba was. Deze man, die Kevin Boney heet, laat me weten dat hij met Atuba zou overleggen of hij zin heeft in een interview. Ik ben benieuwd, want er zijn weinig interviews van Atuba te vinden online, zeker sinds de slechte tijd bij Ajax. Maar dan krijg ik een berichtje van Kevin. Hij appt me het nummer van Atuba. Je kunt hem bereiken via WhatsApp, zegt Kevin erbij, maar hij kan wel moeilijk te bereiken zijn. In de dagen erna probeer ik een paar keer te bellen via WhatsApp. Maar Timothy Atuba neemt niet op. De weken verstrijken. Elke week probeer ik een paar keer te bellen naar Atuba, maar hij neemt steeds niet op. En dan, na meer dan twee maanden en een stuk of twintig belletjes zonder gehoor... Hello. Hey. This is Sam. Are you there, Timothy? Yeah, I'm fine. And you? Timothy Atuba neemt op. Als we bellen, zit hij te chillen in zijn huis in Cameroen. Ik vraag hem of hij de tijd heeft om eens goed over zijn voetbalcarrière te praten. Daarmee stemt hij in. Maar voordat we daar induiken, wil ik van Timothy weten hoe hij de lockdown beleeft in Cameroen. Even he is not 100% lockdown, but me, I'm... 100% lockdown. I can just stay in the house. I'm not going out. I have make some exercise, of course, to keep uh, for healthy. I make some exercise, but uh, I can also restart to cook. I used to. <laughs> so I make everything I can to spend the time to make the time pass. Because if you're just laying the front of the TV, you don't really see the time. You know, the day don't really go fast. Timothy sport en kookt dus een beetje om de tijd door te komen. Hij woont nu in Cameroen, in de stad Yaoundé. Dat is ook de stad waar hij als kind opgroeide en voor het eerst ging voetballen. Ik wil alles weten van de voetbalcarrière van Timothy. Omdat er sowieso veel meer in zit dan die mislukte jaren bij Ajax in Amsterdam. En we beginnen in Yaoundé, waar de kleine Timothy werd geboren in een enorm gezin. Oh, ik grew up in een big family. Big family, because my dad... 
uh, had first uh, his first wife uh, had five children when they divorced with the first, and then my mom was the second wife, and uh, she had in, in the, the the first wife have uh, four girls and one guy mm. and one and one boy, and my mom arrived, and then she have six plus one, you know, <sighs> really a boy, yeah, yeah, a boy, boy plus one girl. I have five brother and yeah. one sister. Ah, right, right. So big family. How many kids in total? So that that's. Uh... Yeah, we are twelve. <laughs> but that is just that is that is just for the two wife, official. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, because of the side, beside that, he had he had also kids outside. Oh, really? Yeah, kids outside, but he recognized all of them. So the total we was like eighteen. Wow. 18, a total, yeah. And uh, my dad was kind of guy who, the kind of man who take care of the whole family. Mm. So like they used to call uh, Africa family, I have cousin, I have uh, all, 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 all the big family home. At the end at home, it was like 25. Really? really? Yeah, 25 home. And uh, so I grew up with a very big family. I can tell you, I never have time to to look uh, to ch- look out after friends. Oh, I don't have friends. No, I have. I had I had a lot of brother, a lot of sister, so we can play with. But of course, I had also many friends. Very very nice time. We spent a lot of. We had a lot of fun all together. Yeah. Ah, that's nice. That's nice. Uh, so your father was a very busy man. <laughs> De vader van Timothy had een goede baan als accountant. Hij had dus vijf kinderen uit zijn eerste huwelijk en vervolgens zeven kinderen uit het huwelijk met de moeder van Timothy. Daarnaast had hij nog andere kinderen en hij droeg de zorg voor veel familieleden. Het was dus altijd druk in huis Atuba. De moeder van Timothy was lerares Engels en Frans. Een goede opleiding was belangrijk in huis Atuba, maar de kleine Timothy had daar niet zoveel interesse in. Hij had een andere interesse. Six years I was playing football for fun, but I really, I really, uh, I really start to, I cannot say enjoy, to think that football will be my my job, that I want football to be my job uh, at 11. When I had 11, hmm. I was playing and I, I remember at the beginning my dad was not happy. <laughs> was not happy because yeah they were saying that football is the is the uh, it was like gangster gangster activity uh, it, it's not a real job like yeah yeah that's not a real job uh, it's something just to make for fun and all i was not bad at school and all no i was not bad but i was just i was too lazy <laughs> when you was talking about school i was lazy <laughs> that's the truth uh, i i i I had to, they have to wake me up when all my brothers are already ready. So I make them come late at school and all. And so when I had 11, uh, I, 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 I start to say football have to be my job. My dad not happy, uh, call me and keep, uh, of course it was his job. You want the, you want the best of your kids. Mm. So 
you have to give him advice and you tell me, look, you like football, I understand. That's not a really job. You like football, but you have to teach some you have you have to learn something who can you know bring your mm. food on the table every day and your family, take care of your family and your sister, everyone. And I say, yes, okay, I I'm understand, but every day, every day I go out of school before the end. Before the end of the classes, just to go and make training with mm-hmm. the other kids and all. And um, when I come, uh, when I had uh, 13 years old, he called me. 13, he called me in his room because I have a really bad result at school. And then he told me, I think, I know you are not bad at all. You, you just don't want. I say, Dad, look. I'm I'm trying everything I can, but I have also to go to training. But they were beating me. They were beating me, <laughs> beating me when I come. I don't make my exercise. I don't make uh, my homework. Everything. He was beating me, and then he told me, "Then you have to choose now. Choose." I was 13 years old. What do you want to do in your life? Mm-hmm. And then I look in. I don't hes- didn't hesitate. I say, "I want to." F- be a football player. And then he looked at me, he gave me this advice, he told me, my kid, in this world, if you want to make something, be sure you're going to be the best. Because there's many people who want to do the same thing than you. So make sure you have to be the best, put all the chance on your side. At that time, I was free to choose if I want to go to school or not. Of course, he didn't tell me that, but I was free to choose. Mm. So I was wake up in the morning when my brother go to school. Me, I go to make training. At that morning, I make training. I finish the training. I go to have like two hours at school. And then I go for the second training and I come back home. Zo wordt het voetballen serieus voor Timothy. In die tijd is hij een snelle aanvaller. Hij speelt altijd als tien valse spits of buitenspeler. Op zijn zestiende wordt hij gescout door Union de Douala, een grote club in de eredivisie van Cameroen. Hij mag daar op proef komen. Maar als hij daar eenmaal is, duurt het lang voordat de club over de brug komt met een contractaanbieding. Timothy is dan pas 16, maar hij laat zich niet aan het lijntje houden. En dan, after three weeks, I say no, I'm going back to Yaoundé. I don't stay here anymore. If you don't sign my con- you don't sign me the contract, I go. And then the fans was so upset, they said no. This player cannot live here and go to send to another team. Mm. And uh, they went to the president and they put in pressure and they signed me. In order to sign me, uh, I didn't have a big money. I have like 25,000 sefer with less than 50 euro. <laughs> yeah, I had it like a month. <laughs> and in, my, in the same team, we had the, the, the players who was earning more than 1000 euro yeah yeah they was earning 1000 euro uh, a month mm. yeah i had just like 50 uh, euro a month and i stayed there and the, the thing went very fast i played first game in the first 11 second third one i have the trainer of the national team who come to to watch the game we was playing in yaounde again canon de yaounde yeah we was playing this derby mm. and The end of the game, I scored one goal. We won, we won 3-1, I remember. Mm. And 
Pierre Luchantre was uh, the new trainer of the national team, just was just at stadium. And then we go to the rest room after the game and he come down. He asked after me and he told me, uh, I call you for, I will call you for the next uh, convocation of the national team. Wow. I say, okay. <laughs> I call my dad. I say, yeah, I have uh, the trainer come to me and then he said, going to call me the national team. So that is how uh, things went too fast for me. Uh, to arrive until be international. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy, right? Because uh, everything went very fast and you were still yeah. playing in Cameroon. You were yes. uh, called up for the national team and you were 18 years old or, or so. Yeah, 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 yeah. I no, when they called me the first time they called me, I was 16 years old. 16? <laughs> yes. I, went, I, I was 16 years old. Het gaat dan razendsnel met Timothy. Hij wordt door Pierre Lechantre, dan de bondscoach van Cameroen, opgeroepen voor het nationale elftal. In 2000 mag hij als 18-jarige mee naar de Afrika Cup. Hij speelt daar geen minuut, maar dat is geen schande in een selectie die dan verder volledig bestaat uit spelers die in Europa spelen, zoals sterspeler Samuel Eto'o. Cameroen wint dat jaar de Afrika Cup. En ondanks dat Timothy geen minuut speelt op dat toernooi, maakt hij daarna wel een mooie transfer. Xamax Neuchâtel, een relatief kleine club op het hoogste niveau van Zwitserland, wil hem halen. Timothy overlegt het met de bondscoach en die adviseert hem te gaan. Dus de 18-jarige Timothy pakt zijn koffers en vertrekt van Cameroen naar Zwitserland. Daar komt hij terecht in een andere wereld. I thought it was very nice, a very nice experience, you know. Everything was new. You discovered the new way to the new lifestyle, uh, how learn to be professional, and it, it was it was it was very nice. It's a very nice time. It must have been a very big difference, right? Coming from uh, Douala and Yaoundé in Cameroon, and then suddenly you're in Switzerland at Neuchâtel. What was the change like? Uh, I was I was just impressed by by the professionalism you know because you are in Yaoundé you're in Cameroon you see how things work here when you arrive there you have to adapt yourself hmm. uh, not be late uh, follow all the instruction all the counseling all the you know you have is the prof, it's professional you are learning how to be professional and Neuchâtel I learned a lot there uh, what to eat, how to eat, uh, time to rest. Uh, I, I, I learned, I learned a lot. Um, even at, at the beginning, I didn't know where to go to, and shop, you know, to go and buy pasta, <laughs> to go and buy, I didn't know. Because in Africa, we have market. I go to market. Uh, we have some supermarket, of course. But when you are, you are, I arrive in Europe, they give me, uh, at the beginning, I was in one family. Yeah, they put me in one family to adapt myself in the new life. Mm. Uh, I remember this. I remember this family with um, I had a little sister there, <laughs> and the and the mom of the house. They was so nice with me. I spent like two months there, and then I moved to my apartment. 
In die periode speelt ook Augustine Simo, een andere speler uit Cameroen, voor Xamax Neuchâtel. Hij ontfermt zich daar als een oudere broer over Timothy. Even later komt ook papa Malik Diop vanuit Senegal naar de club. Ook met hem ontwikkelt Timothy een goede band. Ze missen Afrika alle drie. Timothy belt daarom vaak naar zijn familie in Yaoundé. Maar dat levert een probleem op. De telefoonkosten van Timothy reizen de pan uit. Yes, 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 yes. Dat was... That was my main problem uh, when I arrived in Switzerland, Neuchâtel and Basel. Okay, in Neuchâtel, I couldn't call the way I, I, I wanted. In Neuchâtel, I spent a lot of money, but I was buying cards. You know, there's some card that was calling, uh, they have one name. I would never forget, the card was Help Africa. <laughs> so the kind of card you buy it, and then you find the one number, hmm. and you use this number, to call in Africa, you have like one hour talking. Mm. And because the whole family was in Africa, I had to talk with the whole family, so I spent a lot of money. When I arrived in Basel, I had my phone home, my mobile and all, and I had the bills like, now I, I can't even give the amount. It was too much. <laughs> too much. Yes, yes. Because Then, now you have everything. You have WhatsApp, you have... Uh, Every, you know, you have all these things to call, but before it was crazy. Yeah, yeah. So you had very high telephone bills. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Always, always. <laughs> crazy. Calling to all your brothers and sisters and, and your parents and family. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Call the whole family costs a lot. Yeah. That, that costs me a lot of money. <laughs> but uh, I told that to, to my dad once and he said, please don't call us anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Op het veld loopt het als een trein met Timothy in Zwitserland. Hij verovert een basisplaats. In Cameroen speelde hij altijd voorin, maar bij Xamax Neuchâtel krijgt hij de hele linkerflank om te bestrijken als linksback. Hij doet het goed en valt op bij Christian Groos, dan de hoofdtrainer van FC Basel. De Zwitserse topclub besluit Timothy te benaderen en al snel maakt hij een transfer naar FC Basel. Daar reigt hij meteen de prijzen aan elkaar en maakt hij zijn debuut in de Champions League. In Basel, dat I discovered the really professional football, mm. the really professional life, and uh, but not impressed at all of the level of the team, you know. Mm. Uh, I respect all, all my teammates, but when I arrived, they was impressed. They say, "Wow, how can this young guy?" And they will keep they they they, they keep asking me every time, Timothy, are you sure you're really just 18 years old?" <laughs> I say, yes, why? <laughs> no, because you play like a 35 years old guy, or I don't know. I say, what does that mean? He say, no. The way you think, the way you see football, you... I say, look, my brother, I'm coming from Africa. We won championship, we won the cup, and then Champions League start, and I discover the Champions League. <laughs> you know, the music of Champions League when they... The, the song I was I was always just watching it on TV, and I'm playing Champions League. And all my friends text me, they call me, they say, Timothy, this song. Now we're gonna listen this song and see you play. <laughs> so you're coming from Yaoundé, and now you're playing Champions League. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was. It was a very nice time in Basel. Yeah. We have a good campaign all together, very good adventure. I will never, I always say that, never forget because it's one of the places I really enjoy. 
and really enjoy my job. In die tijd wordt FC Basel geleid door de steenrijke vrouw Gisela Gigi Uri. Zij ziet ook in dat Timothy niet lang meer houdbaar is voor haar club. Ook omdat Timothy onder meer tegen Liverpool heeft gescoord in de Champions League. Er komt interesse van clubs uit verschillende grote competities. En dus gaat Timothy met haar in gesprek over een transfer. Well, I had many offers and, um, and uh, my, my president was a great woman also. Good mom for me, Gigi Eury. She was my president in Basel at this time. She said, Timothy, they can call with billions from everywhere, but uh, I see you play. You just have, for me, it's two championships. Bundesliga, Premier League. Mm. That's it. It's where you can really grow more and more is one of those And they are very professional. They, they, I don't want to sell you in another championship. In another championship, I say, uh, it was difficult. But I say, okay. And then come the offer from, uh, from uh, Tottenham. And I say, yeah, we go. Yeah, yeah I, I want to go. She called me in the office. She said, you want to go to Tottenham? I say, yes. And then she said, because me, uh, my, my agreement, our agreement with Tottenham is, is okay. Now it's up to you. Do you want to go? I say, yes. We arrived in Tottenham. She took me with a jet, private jet. We arrived there. <laughs> and then we went to the meeting together. Before she signed the final document, she asked me again. She said, Timothy, the money is nothing. If you say now, you don't want Stop everything and we go back. Don't worry. I say no, I stay. And then I stay. I sign to Tottenham. Timothy schiet uit de startblokken bij Tottenham Hotspur. Hij debuteert met een invalbeurt tegen Liverpool en mag de week erna in de basis beginnen. Uit tegen Newcastle United. Tottenham Hotspur wint die wedstrijd met 0-1. En je kunt al raden wie de enige goal van de wedstrijd maakt. Attack with Redknapp. Uh, Tuba comes forward into space for Spurs. Goes for goal brilliantly. Timothy Atuba. It's a wonderful break from Spurs. Just cuts inside Stephen Carr and lets rip with a wonderful curling right foot strike. Maar ondanks die vliegende start van Timothy bij Tottenham stagneert het daarna. Timothy had verwacht dat het na FC Basel nog een stapje professioneler zou zijn in de Premier League. Maar hij komt erachter dat er juist minder begeleiding is. Je bent er als speler meer op jezelf aangewezen en hij vindt het moeilijk om daarmee om te gaan. En uh, I discovered something when I arrived in England. Uh, it will be like different, but there you don't learn how to be professional. You are. Hmm. So you have to do think by yourself perhaps the training change you just have one little training a day is less than less than one hour sometimes and the rest of the time if you don't take care your own you don't take care for yourself you fucked up <laughs> you fucked up I can say that. What was the best uh, thing about your time at Tottenham? Was it uh, scoring the winning goal against Newcastle United in your second game? Oh. 
<laughs> scoring the winning goal against Newcastle, of course, it was nice. Uh, it was nice because it's the only goal I scored in, in in the in the Premier League. Yes, I I I, I, I like the moment, but the ah the it's not because I left Tottenham earlier that uh, I didn't enjoy Tottenham. Of course, I enjoy. I have great teammates. I have great fans. Uh, I mean, I I I, I like I like. I like the, 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 this, this atmosphere for the Premier League. Everyone is just football, football, football. I like it. I really enjoy it. But I had too much injury there. Mm. Yeah. Too much injury. Uh, I think it's due of um, that I didn't, I didn't know how to take care of myself. Uh, you have very, you have little, less training the whole time. You're home, laying on the sofa, and you know. So uh, I, I can't. I, I have a lot of regret also because uh, I, I didn't. I didn't give something. I didn't play the hundred percent. Always injured. Also injured. That, that's the problem. Tijdens het revalideren van een blessure ontstaat er een conflict tussen Timothy en Tottenham Hotspur, waar Frank Arnezen dan de technisch directeur is. Timothy besluit tijdens de revalidatie zijn contract erbij te pakken. Daarin staat dat hij voor vijf jaar heeft getekend met een optie voor nog een jaar. Timothy zegt dat hij eigenlijk voor drie jaar en een optie voor nog een jaar wilde tekenen. Waarom hij dan voor vijf jaar en een optie heeft getekend, weet hij zelf ook niet meer precies. Maar Timothy dringt er tijdens die revalidatie bij Tottenham op aan om zijn contract in te korten. Hij wil dat er een contract voor drie jaar van gemaakt wordt, met een optie voor een extra jaar. Hij zegt dat dat hem was beloofd. En dan, ik weet niet, ik gewoon mijn contract om te kijken. En ik zag dit ding. En dan zei ik, ik mijn agent, hij was in Germanië. Ik zei, je moet over. Hij zei, waarom? Ik zei, het contract, je moet het probleem nu And he come, we went to see Frank Anderson, and Frank Anderson tell me, Timothy, for me, sign is sign, you know? When you sign the document, it's signed. I say, oh, okay, for me also, the word means something. The word of someone means something for me. But now, if you tell me sign is sign, I can give you my word, who means something. I'm not staying in Tottenham. I'm going to so, say, but... So what, what was there in the contract that you didn't like? Is that it was six years instead of you know in, instead of three instead plus of one four years yeah yeah it was six years so five plus one and I say no I don't I don't want hmm. I want you to put three plus one does it and then they say no they can change it a sign is already in the FA I say okay me also I'm gonna give you my word. Uh, I'm not staying in Tottenham anymore. He said, Timothy, you have contract here? You, you have to stay. I said, okay, let's see. So we've, I went to national team. I arrived in national team and then I stayed in Cameroon. Yeah. So you went they on strike? Me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I go, I, 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 they called me national team. I went to national team when I started to play. And uh, I, I didn't go back to, to London. I stayed. And then they called me. I said, no. Just consider I'm not a player from Tottenham anymore. I was just want to let them know. England is one of the big championships for the world. But if you're not uh, fair with someone, and also I can tell you I was thinking, maybe they think I'm stupid because I'm African guy. I come from Africa. I said, no. I, 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 I never 
I never put in my in my head that I'm gonna spend my whole life in Europe. No, mm. all the people who knows me can tell you. Every time I had one or two weeks, I come back to Africa because mm. in my head was I go to make the job I love, but what I love when I finish, I come back. Yeah. Never stay there. And the thing people was I, I was I had this in my head. I said no, it's not normal. Timothy gaat dus in staking bij Tottenham om de contractsituatie. Martin Jol, die dan inmiddels hoofdtrainer van Tottenham is geworden... probeert Timothy nog over te halen om het contract te accepteren zoals het gewoon getekend is. Maar Timothy is niet op andere gedachten te brengen. Hij krijgt een flinke boete van Tottenham en er zit niks anders op dan een transfer te regelen. Gelukkig is er wel interesse voor Timothy. HSV besluit hem binnen te halen. In die tijd spelen er ook veel Nederlanders bij de Duitse club... Zoals Rafael van der Vaart, Joris Matthijssen, Nigel de Jong en Khalid Boularous. Timothy komt er in een warm bad terecht. Hamburg, fantastic, fantastic. I told you Basel was one of the places I enjoy football, of course, because the people, the stadium, uh, the, the team meets, and we won, we won a lot of title there, campaign Champions League. But I always say to people, the place. I play football and I remember this that year. Everyone was asking me and I say, look, Bundesliga is the best Champions League in the world. Hmm. At that moment, it was crazy. It was crazy. 2005. Hmm. That year was crazy. Very great. When I arrived, it was Thomas Dahl. Thomas Dahl, young trainer, uh, Very good guy. Uh, it was just like it was just like our teammate. Thomas Dahl was like our teammate. When he, you see him uh, around us, you you don't know it's him the trainer, you know. And uh, we make a very good first year. I think we finished second, mm. second in the championship. I think in the Bundesliga mm. uh, behind uh, Munich. Second or third, Bayern Munich and Bremen or Bayern Munich? Hmm. Uh, I don't remember exactly. And then come, uh, I, I find, I, I, I see Rafael van der Vaarde, Kali Bularus was there, come De Jong, Van Boyten, uh, we have Jarolin, we have uh, Sergei Barbares, we have uh, Emil Penza. Olic. Wow. Olic, yes, <laughs> Olic. We have uh, we, we had so great Gidemel, Sanogo Bubaka, mm. Vince Company come, Castellan arrived also. We had a very good team. That was crazy. Timothy ontwikkelt bij HSV een goede band met de hoofdtrainer, Thomas Dol. Maar in het tweede seizoen van Timothy bij de club wordt Dol ontslagen na een serie mindere resultaten. De nieuwe trainer wordt Huub Stevens. De strenge Nederlandse trainer moet HSV van degradatie behoeden. Huub Stevens staat bekend om zijn strikte manier van werken en dat botst met de vrolijke mentaliteit van Timothy. Huub Stevens en Timothy Atuba bouwen een interessante band met elkaar op. Huub, Huub, like the Kalim, uh, I, I can say he, he, he have he have the effect Mourinho have in, on some players. Hmm. I I don't I don't think they have the same tactic or but I'm tell you I'm just telling you they have the same effect. He come, 
with the head, you the face, you know, always face. You, and it was difficult to see him smiling. He just smiled like everything is fine. Like everything goes well after the game and all. Then he can smile. Mm. That was not me. Me, I'm the guy who was always smiling, always making fun on the, on the, on the, on the room and all. In the room and group arrived, it was like ice. When he arrived in the cabin like this, everyone is quiet. <laughs> and I look around, I say, hey, what's going on? And then some people start to laugh, you know, and then uh, it, it, it didn't like that. It didn't like that. We had, we had a problem at the beginning. Rip and me had a problem. Really? And then, yeah, we had a problem. And then he gave me, he, he, you know, he, he, he put me out of the team. Why? Why? He put me, yeah, he put me out of the team because it was not, I was not, uh, I was not okay. I can say that today I was wrong. I was wrong. What did you to, do? Uh, to, to react the way I react because he come to speak with me the front of all the player and I, did, I didn't like that. I had to wait and go to see him in his office hmm. but I challenged him the front of the other player. Hmm. About what did he uh, talk to you? No, he talked to me. It was, it, was about, it was about something on the pitch that he didn't like and uh, he come to me say what he asked me to do I don't do it I do the thing I want the <laughs> way I the way I want you know and then I just uh, I realized I tell him no trainer me I play like this you can't change the way I play uh, I understand what you want me to do I try to do it but I can't just do it until the end uh, and and uh, I was also criticized that uh, we are making too much uh, uh, um, too much physical training, <laughs> but I can tell you the truth: we didn't have fun in all at the beginning. Mm. There was no fun. Of course, with the record, I understand why. Because he arrived, the team was down. Mm. We went down. We was fighting to stay in the first division. So he had to come and make his job. Not had time to, uh, you know, to see the attitude of this or this. So in this case, you follow. You follow or you go out. Mm. And then he, he put me out of the team with the physical program, physical program to kill me, you know, to kill me <laughs> with the physical preparator. And then, but I was, I was ready. So I make everything during four days. And then the physical preparator was waiting on me and I arrived late. And I went straight to the office of Hip. And then I tell him, look, Trainer, I'm not doing your program anymore. So there is two solutions. Or you decide to end my contract now. In this case, you call the sport director. His office is just, is just up there. You call him and the president, you stop my contract. I will find another team. Yes, or you put me in the team because I'm here to play, here to help and all. And then he start laughing. He loved, he loved. And then he told me, okay, now I found you. But I can tell you the truth at the end. Very nice trainer. That is, I always say that. It was hard at the beginning, but at the end we had fun all together. Yeah. All together we had fun and we keep the team in the first division. Timothy krijgt bij HSV een speciale status. 
Hij is geliefd bij het publiek door zijn aanvallende stijl. Hij haalt ook vaak gekke trucs uit om de spitsen te kakken te zetten. Tijdens een wedstrijd tegen Juventus kapt hij Del Piero schil. En als hij tegen Valencia speelt, haalt hij hetzelfde geintje uit met Patrick Kluivert. Maar dan gaat het een keer gruwelijk mis. Tijdens een thuiswedstrijd tegen CSK aan Moskou begaat Timothy een fout die een tegengoal oplevert. Op het veld komt hij in een stevige woordenwisseling terecht met Joris Matthijssen die hem op zijn fout wijst. Mentaal heeft Timothy het lastig die wedstrijd. En dan wordt er ook nog racistische shit naar hem geroepen vanaf de tribunes. So for the for the racist thing what happened at the first half there was one group of the people who was screaming hoo, 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 hoo. and all everyone know what that means. Mm. And uh, I remember Pietro Trochowski was there. I already showed them the the fingers. It's Trochowski who, who blocked me. He said no 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 Tim forget about it. don't do don't do. I say okay. I played there. And then we had the action where we equalized the the goal. Mm. It was a corner. They made the corner. I touch with the head and someone scored behind. And then I come to shout against them. I say, shut up, fucking racist. And oh, Trotcher come and get me again. He say, no, Tim, forget about <laughs> But the second time was too much because he was coming to the fans Well, the VIP tribune, mm. the VIP tribune is some much fans of Hamburg than Sieska. I'm sorry. And a year coming from there, who, 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 I say, what? It was just behind our bench. Mm. No. And I have the ball there, and those people are shouting like this. And then after my problem with, uh, with uh, my Tyson, I come back to the line to see the trainer. I say, I can't play. I can't play anymore. I say, I can't play anymore because I, I'm not concentrated. You know, I'm not concentrated. Please take me, take me out, change me. Because of the racism. No, 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 no. It was not because of the racism. It because I just shout with, with uh, because it's after all of this that I shout with, uh, I have the, 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 the shout problem with uh, Matt Tyson. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I come back to the, God, because I was too, my, my heart was, I said, no. I said, no, I can't, I can't, I can't, I'm not concentrated anymore. Just take me out, put someone else. Timothy was going, no, no, please, please. I said, no, uh, I can't. And then he changed me. When he changed me, I come just out of the bench and then I hear someone who stand up and say, fucking monkey. He say like this. He stand. And then he say, fucking monkey and all. And then I say, I look at him. When he said that straight, I show him the finger straight. And then all the people who start to shout, I show to the whole stadium at the same time. And then, uh, I remember my team manager, the team manager of Hamburg, jump on me. You know, he wanted to say, no, 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 don't. And then I say, no, fuck you, everyone. And then the referee come, I was already outside, he gave me, he showed me the red card, and I go to the, to the dressing room. Uh, yeah. Het incident wordt uiteraard groot uitgemeten in de media. Maar het gaat weinig over het racisme waar Timothy slachtoffer van was. Het gaat vooral over de middelvingers die hij opstak naar het publiek. 
Timothy moet op kantoor komen bij de voorzitter van HSV om het erover te hebben. Maar dat wordt niet het gesprek waar Timothy op gehoopt had. We discuss and then he tell me, uh, look, the member of Hamburg say, look, we have to find a way to to say sorry for the people and say, wait, I can find a way myself to say sorry for the fans. That's not the problem. I was thinking you first, you would tell me sorry. Because what some fans of Hamburg did to me today, after all the sweat I give to this team, is not normal. And then he look at me, so he, okay, wait. He call his secretary, he say, look, you're going to see how to write the letter. I didn't write the letter, they write it. And then I look, I say, I don't sign it. I don't sign it. The excuse letter, I don't sign it. And the president comes out, 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 out. I was with one of my friends. He said, Timothy, just sign it and go. Hmm. Because I, I was so hungry. I said, how can you guys, the fans, make racist song against me? Yeah. Some fans? And you, the only word you have is, the other is me. I have to say excuse for those people. I'm ready to go on the front of the TV and explain why I did that. Mm. There are many people who can shout against me, fucking racist, who, 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 and all. And the whole stadium, even you, heard that. So the only way for me to put attention was this finger at the moment. I regret because even my kids saw that. And they asked me, what does that mean? My kids asked me when I arrived home. Hmm. And I didn't know how to explain them. And I just said, no, I did something bad. It's not good to do that. And uh, the next day, I signed the, 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 the letter. And then they sent this letter uh, at the Federation, at the FIFA and all. UEFA. And then UEFA didn't, didn't, didn't find me. They didn't ban me for nothing. Nothing. But Hamburg find me. I had to pay. And I had to miss four games. Mm. Crazy. So, yeah. at that moment in my head, I decide, okay, I will stop with Hamburg. I have to find where I go now. I don't stay anymore because I find it unfair. Of course, I have my part of responsibility because people are watching me everywhere, kids and fans and all. Yes, I have my part to say sorry for the all fans because I show for everyone. Yeah, but after the. I can also explain, you know, but they didn't want me to explain that. Timothy vindt het dan logischerwijs niet eerlijk dat hij als enige zijn verontschuldigingen aan moet bieden. Het steekt hem, ook omdat dit niet de eerste keer is dat hij met racisme te maken heeft sinds hij naar Europa is gekomen. Hij vertelt ook over een ander incident toen hij nog voor Tottenham speelde in een wedstrijd tegen Manchester City. I had also racist problem in 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 London mm. we played in Manchester City and the captain of Manchester City was was calling me every time fucking champ fucking champ fucking champ who was the captain uh his name was Dun Dun I think it was Irish guy Richard Dun Dun oh he was captain yeah Richard Dun yes he was captain and at the beginning of the first half I spoke with the with the referee, when he told me that two, three times, fucking mm. sham, fucking sham, I spoke to the referee, even the the line one, he heard that, 
And then he called the central, spoke with him. I don't know what, what they say. And then he come back to me and say, Mr. Atuba, keep calm. I say, aha, I keep calm. Okay. Next action on the line, he told me the same thing. I said, no problem. I go again to front the referee. I say, hey, he's calling me. He keeps telling fucking shame, fucking shame. So you don't punish that, okay? Hmm. And then at the end of the game, he was looking for the game. And he's the one who was marking me. I was just at the 60, 60 square box, uh, 60 square meter box. Yeah. And they play the ball. I move. When he comes to me, I hit him too hard. I think he have like six. Uh, uh, I opened his eyes. I, I, I don't remember. I just tried to make him something. Uh, I tried to make him something. And then they didn't see it, but one amateur camera on the, on the stadium saw it. Yeah. And send it to the FA, and they find me. Ook in Engeland was Timothy uiteindelijk dus de enige die gestraft werd voor zijn reactie. Dat zorgt ervoor dat Timothy na het incident bij HSV goed nadenkt over hoe hij voortaan moet reageren op racisme. Dit is dan zijn conclusie. So when that happened also in Hamburg, I was like, okay. I have to learn. Yeah, I have to learn from that. Is this racism? I, I, you know, but you never prepare for the reaction. I already prepare myself to how to react. After this two incident, I prepare myself to how to react in front of racist. And what? what, what, what racist. How did you prepare for that? I prepare because I saw the consequences of my act two times, mm. and I say, we will never win against you can't win again the only way to win the racism is to ignore the one who is racism against you i think that's hurt him more than everything than every action you can do against uh, against him because the people who are in charge to judge this case don't make shit so i will fight every time And they will find me every time, hmm. you know. So uh, I just react by silence. So when you racist against me, you racist against me. I just look at you and I go, you know, a limit I will love. And then I just I just go because I know already uh, if I have the reaction, it will be an extreme reaction. Het zit vanaf dat incident niet meer helemaal lekker tussen Timothy en het bestuur van HSV. Hij kan het wel goed vinden met de hoofdtrainer Martin Jol, die na hem ook naar de Duitse club is gekomen, maar in zijn hoofd is Timothy dan al toe aan een nieuwe stap. Als Martin Jol in de zomer van 2009 naar Ajax vertrekt, loopt het contract van Timothy bij HSV ook af. Hij krijgt al snel een belletje van Jol, met wie hij ook al samenwerkte bij Tottenham en HSV. De offer voor Ajax kwam en dan zei ik oké. The trainer Martignola know already is is here, uh, so it's not like I'm gonna try to know to I know how the guys work and all. I went to Amsterdam. I see Martignol. We talk about the project and all, and I agree. And then I start to make my training, and uh, we start the championship. Uh, I was happy to be in Amsterdam, very happy, nice city, um, but. At the same time, the truth in my head is when I arrive in Amsterdam, 
I had the choice to go somewhere else. Before I sent to to Ajax, I had another offer from England who's come in uh, one night before I signed. Mm. And um, my brother and all, they tell me, no, 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 stay in Amsterdam. Yes, England is good, but you know, you we travel to Amsterdam, we already discussed with those people, it's not good. If you sign somewhere else, uh, it's not your mentality, it's not, it's not. And then I sign. Which club in I England signed. did you get an offer from? Uh, I, I could I could go back to to I could, could go back to Newcastle. Okay, okay. Newcastle, yeah, yeah, the same team. All right. I could go back to Newcastle. But you signed for uh, for Ajax, and what did it mean for you to go work for, with Martin Yo for the third time in your career? Uh, I was I was happy. I was very happy and confident uh, because the trainer know me already. He knew me already. Uh, I know how he work. His way to 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 of work I know. And uh, the only thing was different is that I have new teammate. But that's okay. I used to have new teammate. Rick van der Boog is in die tijd algemeen directeur van Ajax. Op 7 juli 2009 staat Van der Boog trots voor de camera's van de Nederlandse sportpers om Timothy Atuba te presenteren. Te zien is dat de transfer last minute tot stand is gekomen, want op het shirt dat Van der Boog aan Timothy overhandigt staat niet eens zijn naam en rugnummer. Dit is de audio van de presentatie bij Ajax destijds. Well, it's not your number and name on it yet, so next year you'll get the real one. But still, I mean, it's, it's your shirt for the coming years. And I hope you will enjoy it. And we will enjoy it for a long time. Timothy Atuba, congratulations with your new contract. Yeah, thank you. What can you tell us about the contract? Uh, just that I'm, uh, I'm happy to sign with, with Ajax today and uh, it was a little bit longer but uh, I think we, we've finally find the, the, the way to work together. Okay. For how long have you signed? Uh, two years plus option another two years. You bring a lot of experience to the club. You played for HSV in the Bundesliga and Tottenham in the Premiership. What do you expect from the Dutch Eredivisie? What I expect is in all these other championships I play, but I didn't win some title. So I hope with uh, Ajax will win. Some title, I hope. That is my uh, priority for uh, for this season. Yeah. Timothy is dan 27. Hij zit in principe in de fysieke piek van zijn voetbalcarrière. Hij had in zijn laatste seizoen bij HSV door een Achillespeesblessure niet veel gespeeld, maar bij Ajax hoopt hij zich dan te herpakken. Ajax beschikt dan over een heel talentvolle selectie. Met spelers als Luis Suarez, Jan Vertongen, Urbi Emanuelsson, Gregory van der Wiel en Toby Alderwereld. Martin Jol gooit zijn nieuwe linksback voor de Leeuwen. Timothy Atuba's eerste wedstrijd voor Ajax is de uitwedstrijd tegen PSV in de Eredivisie. Ajax verliest die wedstrijd met 4-3 en Timothy speelt een verschrikkelijk slechte wedstrijd. Dat beseft hij zelf ook. Wow... The first game I play, I don't, I don't have good, uh, I, I, I don't have good, uh, can I say, the impression of that. I didn't. I was. That's why I say in my head, I had the, 
I was thinking, okay, you're in Holland, you already play Bundesliga, you play Premier League, you arrive in Holland, it's, it's easy. Mm. Understand? It's easier. That was a big mistake. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a big mistake. We was playing a good team. And uh, I arrive, I play. I see that I'm not 100%. No, I was not 100% on this game. I didn't have a good connection with um, with my teammate also. Hmm. But uh, with Suarez, we didn't have a good connection uh, on the pitch. The way we wanted the ball every time is different. That how I, how I want to give him the ball. We have uh, it, uh, the way I was wanted to play is different than how Ajax is playing. You know, Ajax like tick attack like Barca. You know, hmm. and me, I can play this and change also. Long ball and all, so things didn't work with with with, with different teammates, yeah. and I was really frustrated. For that, I remember I make an interview. I say, "It's my mistake. It's true." I say, "It's my mistake. We lose today because I I lose a lot of ball because we didn't have good connection I, with 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 the teammate." And I remember, yeah, I. I uh, Luis Suarez talked to me on the on the dressing room. He was very angry. He was very, very angry. He talked to me on the dressing room, but I didn't take it bad. I take it good. It was quite good critic. Hmm. It was good critic. It was a positive critic against me, but uh, I didn't take it bad. Timothy wordt in de kleedkamer dus flink toegesproken door Luis Suarez, die een stuk jonger dan hem is. Vervolgens speelt hij twee wedstrijden in de Europa League tegen Slovan Bratislava. Ajax wint die twee duels, maar dan raakt Timothy geblesseerd aan een knie en ligt hij eruit. Ik heb mijn on knee, so Ajax was the worst period of my life. Really? Of football player, yes, mm. was so difficult because you have an injury. I had meniscus. I make, uh, I had the surgery. After my surgery, I come back. I make the good education, mm. and then the trainer give me ten days because I work during the Christmas time. He give me ten days to spend with my family before joining the team, and then I went to France see my family. I traveled to Cameroon. Uh, I went to France and then we traveled to Cameroon. When I arrived to Cameroon, I couldn't walk properly or run properly. I stopped my my uh, my holidays. I go back. I went and then they were surprised to see me. Why you come back so early? I said, no, because I have a problem with my knee. Uh, I don't know what's going on. So my knee was infected. Uh, I don't know why. What happened? The, 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 if they forget something inside, or I was so, yeah. I start doctor, specialist, as a specialist. Uh, I was not feeling good, not hundred percent. I play with second team because I couldn't make training, even seventy percent with the first team. But they found nothing. They even open again, check the knee. There was nothing. But I had pain. Whoa. 
De situatie is zo triest dat de vrouw van Timothy dan een bedevaartstocht naar Lourdes maakt... waar ze heilig water haalt in de hoop dat dat helpt. Maar het helpt niet. Twee jaar lang loopt Timothy rond op de club met een contract van ruim een miljoen euro per jaar. Maar hij komt niet verder dan die drie wedstrijden in het begin. Als international verliest hij dan ook zijn plek in de selectie van Cameroen. En hij mist het WK van 2010 in Zuid-Afrika. De band tussen Timothy en Joel wordt minder in die tijd. Volgens Timothy spreken ze dan niet meer met elkaar. De druk op Joel neemt ook toe bij Ajax, na mindere prestaties. En hij neemt eind 2010 ontslag. Hij wordt opgevolgd door Frank de Boer. En die is meteen heel helder tegen Timothy. When the new trainer arrived, he did something good. It was very good for me. What did he do? That he called me. Yeah, he called me. And he told me, Timothy, mm, I want to tell you, I don't count with you for the next year. And uh, I saw also with the people of there that you can get your liberation. They can uh, let you go free and then you can go in the team you want with no problem. And then I tell him, thank you. I didn't ask him why or no. Yeah. I tell him thank you. I tell him thank you for telling me that to taking time to talk to me and tell me the truth because I like people say the truth. Timothy verlaat Ajax na twee jaar. Hij gaat naar Lille, waar zijn gezin dan woont. Daar traint hij lang voor zichzelf. Hij krijgt een aanbieding uit India om daar te gaan spelen, maar wijst dat af. Hij wil liever in Europa spelen. Ruim een jaar zit Timothy zonder club, maar dan krijgt hij een aanbieding van Las Palmas dat op het tweede niveau van Spanje speelt. Timothy heeft een geweldige tijd bij de club op de Canarische eilanden. Hij speelt er ook samen met Juan Carlos Valeron, die ooit een sterspeler was van Deportivo La Coruña. En dan op zijn veertigste nog speelt bij Las Palmas. Ik vind het echt mijn tijd in Las Palmas. Ik had een heel goed tijd daar. Ik vind het. Ik vind het weer zoals Justin Cameroon. Ja. No winter, no, 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 no. Always hot, hot, hot. I, I like it, enjoy it there, enjoy it. I played there with some players I used to see on TV before. Who was it? Oh, what's the name? The name just run away, left me a minute. I will find the name. Uh, it was playing La Coronia. The great time of Deportivo La Coronia. Valeron? Name... Who? Valeron? Valeron, yes. Valeron, great player. Great, great, great player. Big respect for this guy because big respect for this man. Hmm. I saw him. The first day I saw him, I said, no, this guy can't play football anymore. <laughs> What? This, the guy played 19 minutes and in the rhythm that want to touch? No, no, no. Whoa. I say, I, 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 I look at him, I say, I want to get old and be like you. You know, I want to get old and keep playing like you. But no, I didn't have this chance because uh, after one season, when I was last time I was playing 70% with my knee problem. Yeah. Uh, after one season, no, no, I couldn't just continue to play. Timothy has too much last of his knee. Hij komt maar tot elf wedstrijden voor Las Palmas. Op 7 september 2013 speelt hij er zijn laatste wedstrijd. Hij is dan pas 31 en probeert nog even om een andere club te vinden. Maar dat lukt niet meer. 
Zijn carrière als profvoetballer is voorbij. Timothy keert dan niet terug naar Lille, waar zijn gezin nog woont. Maar hij keert terug naar de enige plek waar hij zich echt thuis voelt. Cameroen. Daar kijkt hij nu tevreden terug op zijn voetbalcarrière. I'm happy. Hmm. I'm happy for what give me opportunity. God give me opportunity to accomplish everything I've done. I'm I'm happy. I'm very happy. Yeah, my family is still in Europe. Kids are coming to see me. My family come to see me. I go in Europe to see them. But I mean, and in Cameroon, I live in Cameroon. Completely live in Cameroon now. Why did you Why did you decide to live on your own in Cameroon instead of with uh, your family in Europe? Okay, I I told you. Uh, I told you at the beginning. I never put in my head I'm going to end my life in Europe. Mm. No, I was in Europe to work. I was in Europe, and soon as this work is finished, I spoke with my wife. Uh, And I decide, uh, I tell her, look, as I was saying, now the work is done. I think uh, I have to go in Cameroon, but I can't impose you to come in Cameroon. Mm. Okay? I can't impose her to come in Cameroon. You guys, uh, what do you think we discuss about? She said, hey, um, education, I mean, school and all are better in Europe than Cameroon. Yeah, sure. Uh, she think it would be better for kids to have. I say, yeah, but there is also good school in Cameroon because we have some private school. Mm. She said, no, uh, I think it's better to stay in Cameroon. So we we agree. Are you we still living close to your uh, your your family? Uh, you know, your brothers and sisters and everyone in Cameroon now. Yes, I saw them. I saw them maybe three, four times a week. Yes, <laughs> that's great, man. I I really like to to talk about your career, man. It's uh, it's been a wild ride, but but you made it. <laughs> okay, happy happy that uh, happy that we did it. I will send you a video, then uh, you will know what I'm doing actually in Cameroon. Uh, that would be okay. great, man. Thank you. Okay. Well, okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Take care, man. Good to talk to you. Have a nice yeah. day. Yeah. Okay. You too. Bye. Bye. En dat is het verhaal van Timothy Atuba. Als mijn telefoon aan de oplader ligt, krijg ik een appje van hem binnen. Het is een video waarin te zien is dat Timothy zich in Cameroen heeft ontfermd over een weeshuis. Daar steekt hij nu het gros van zijn tijd in. In Nederland kennen we Timothy vooral als een flop bij Ajax. Maar er zit een hoop meer in zijn verhaal. Hij had mooie periodes in Zwitserland bij Xamax Neuchâtel en FC Basel. En in Duitsland bij HSV. Hij stond zowel in Engeland als Duitsland op tegen racisten. En sloot zijn carrière lekker af in de zon bij Las Palmas. Timothy had ervoor kunnen kiezen om in Europa te blijven na zijn voetbalcarrière. Maar nu zet hij zijn tijd en geld in Cameroen in voor de mensen die dat het meeste nodig hebben. En volgens mij ben je dan sowieso geslaagd. Ik wil Timothy Atuba bedanken voor het interview. Mijn naam is Sam van Raalte. Tot de volgende.